0: What's up, everyone? How's it going out there? I am hearing my music, uh, in the background. I must have the stream open somewhere. Where is it? Where is it? Are you hearing me back through my thing?
1: No, I don't hear nothing.
0: Where? Oh, oh, there it is. I found it. There we go. All right. Sorry, everybody. I was hearing my voice echo. I couldn't think for a second. Welcome into another Brew Jackets episode with me, Lance, your host, as always, and my other other host here the wonderful kevin Ballantin. we may be blessed by the presence of matt here at some time uh this episode unfortunately he was stuck at work today but it's been a week i've been very busy i've been able to chat with you much kevin how you been since uh i saw you last wednesday
1: you know i have to duck i've been doing pretty good always good to do a podcast with the greatest duck of all time you know hanging out with family a little bit of friends uh I saw my brother's dog, Cooper, recently, so that was pretty cool. Nice. And, uh, you know, we're just one day closer to the Blue Jackets coming back. So, you know, we're getting there. We're
0: yeah. Getting there. <laughs> one day closer. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Um, you should definitely post picture of Cooper sometime on the, uh, on the Twitter. Or possibly keep an eye out. We're going to be creating an Instagram account soon. Uh, We're going to be posting some fun stuff there, Um, you know, clips and whatnot from the show, maybe some artwork, all sorts of fun stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Also, if you would, please don't forget to uh, give us a like and follow on this video. If you're watching from YouTube, uh, you know, a like over at Facebook or uh, a like at Twitter. Uh, Just a reminder, we, we read most comments live on air if they're from Facebook and YouTube. We don't see them as we're going on Twitter and whole. Just as I say that, look at this. We got the one and only Sean Butcher in here. He says, Lance, what's up? What's up, Sean? How's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. Sean is a wonderful viewer of the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, our partner uh, here at the Brew Jackets. Uh, it's one that I've been on uh, recently as the NHL playoffs have progressed. I've been on some uh, some series there. Most recently, I was uh, uh, watching the Oilers versus the Vegas uh, Golden Knights get And and the Vegas Knights uh, moved on to the next round. So uh, just a reminder, I'm going to be on tomorrow night over there at the Hockey Podcast Network stream. I'm going to be streaming with the Kaniacs Podcast, another uh, fellow uh, member of the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're going to be uh, watching uh, and live reacting to the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers. And um, personally, just personally, I'm Mm going to be, Probably rooting for the Canes there. Um, not really the biggest uh, Florida fan. But it's neither here nor there because this is a Blue Jackets podcast. But before we get more into some Blue Jackets stuff, um, what do you think, Kev? So one, once again, no Canadian team can win the cup this year. They're out. They're gone.
1: That Yeah, that is something to see. That is now officially uh, 30 years since a team from Canada has won the cup. And it's not from a lack of effort because they've had teams over the years that could have done it. The two most recent ones were the Vancouver Canucks in 2011, and then of course in 2021, the Montreal Canadiens made a the Cup final. So two, it's not from a lack of effort, and there's other there's many teams that could have done it, but they just you know for whatever apparent reasons looked great they this just, year. Just haven't been able to do it. So you the know, Flames
0: a, looked good last year too.
1: Yep. So and to me it, it just you know stuff happens and you know a lot of and I've been noticing this is that you got a lot of these hockey snobs that the these elitists that are like, Oh my god, ew oh, the the five the conference finals, it's all it's it's Florida, it's Vegas, it's Dallas It's no one's getting to watch that and it's like, you know, uh, shut up. You shut up. OK, shut <laughs> up, you you stupid hockey snobs. You need to shut up because if it was, you're you have an old mindset that needs to stop, you're not growing the game because if it's up to them, it would just be in places like uh, Boston, New York and probably like a Canadian 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 cities, Toronto, Toronto, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mon- Montreal, whatnot. Guess what? That's not helping hockey. That's not helping growing the game. You need hockey in as many places as you can get it. So that means, yes, that means you need it in a Columbus, a Chicago, a Nashville, a Tampa Bay, a Florida, a Vegas, and San Jose, and so much more. Because that's how you grow the game. You know, Austin Matthews, he's one of the best players in the NHL. How did he get involved with hockey? Oh, I know because he lived. He grew up in Arizona, went to Coyotes games. He started playing hockey and eventually worked his way up to where, yeah, he's playing in the NHL. The Blue Jackets have something similar. They got Andrew Peake because how did he get into hockey? He grew up in Florida. He went to Panthers games. He played in the Panthers youth hockey program, and he worked his way up to where now he's playing for the Blue Jackets. Then you look at uh, Carson Meyer, Jack Roslovic, and Sean Corrales. How did they get to where they are today? They went to Blue Jackets games and they went, they played in the Blue Jackets youth hockey program. And eventually they worked their way up to where they're playing for the Blue Jackets. So for all you idiotic hockey, (laughs) jobs out there, you know, derp growing the game. And then you turn around and dunk on you know, unnecessarily on like, Oh, Columbus or, tampa bay or nashville or blah 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 you don't get it i'm sorry you don't you need to stop with these comments because (laughs) it just needs to stop stop with this nudie elitist attitude
0: isn't it wild though that all four teams in the conference finals right now maybe it gets a little cool cool in south carolina but none of those states have ice naturally forming in them during the winter no right one weird a little bit sure that's you know as we all know you know whole like wisconsin and in canada you know people grow up there playing hockey like when they're very young just outdoors as you can here in ohio a bit um that is interesting i think but kind of really cool because like you know it, uh, interest exists everywhere um And and this leads that leads me into the kind of the the next big NHL thing, which also, yeah, not to mention, uh, I think we've mentioned both sides. Uh, So it's going to be Vegas versus uh, Colorado. I'm sorry. Vegas versus the Dallas Stars, which is going to be an amazing game to watch. You're not going to want to miss that series. Uh, That's going to be hardcore, Um, which congrats to uh, the Kraken for making it as far as they did. For sure but um yeah like what you're saying leads me into the next uh kind of like big big NHL topic. We'll get to the blue jacket stuff here shortly. Um and that is the uh vote in Arizona in Tempe, Arizona did not pass. So the um Arizona Coyotes will are are trying to figure something else out for a new building for next year.
1: They, um, or be-
0: even they, they they can't play in mall arena forever.
1: No, they can't do they can't play mullet arena forever. But I've seen something today from many, you know, hockey national media that they're gonna stay there for, for this upcoming season. And uh, you know, I kinda cringe at the you know, my opinion on this. It, it's a little bit of both. Like the coyotes, they didn't spend enough money to on the ad, on the campaign.
0: 250,000 compared to 2 million for the, for the opposing.
1: So that, you know, you need, you need the one thing they did do, do a good job in terms of campaigning. They did a lot of grassroots, a lot of door to door. So that's, you know, that's good. And the, another positive was basically the coyotes went to the city of Tempe and said, okay, we'll take this landfill and we'll clean it up with our own money and we'll build a stadium and we'll do all this other cool stuff and 99% of the time i you think okay people would take that deal cuz it's a gross landfill that's jobs not, jobs it's not good for the stuff land to do. stuff to do the landfills gross. it's not good for the environment it can contaminate your yep. water a whole bunch of other stuff but uh, I, this is the one thing I question that the the, the people in Tempe is that they sh- they turn that down. So you would rather not. You'd rather have a dirty, gross landfill than a hockey team offering to use their own money to clean up that landfill and then have a new stadium to bring jobs and entertainment and money to the economy and so much more. Eh, kind of question that, but you know that's besides uh the point question kind of questionable because i look at what the blue jackets have before when they before that they came to columbus that was not a very good area in columbus and because the blue jackets came that transformed that area for the better stores and restaurants and bars and hotels just an economic boom that is now worth billions
0: of dollars it's its own district now called the arena district right You know, the few of you out there who maybe haven't visited Columbus and and checked it out, like, check it out. There's stuff to do before the game, after the game. I mean, they got, like like Kevin was just saying, there's restaurants and bars around. Like, it's one of the coolest areas in the entire city. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And and it's like, you want hockey? The Blue Jackets. You want soccer? The crew. You want baseball? The Clippers. Like, they have it. It's right there. Um, well, football,
0: then, uh, we we're not going to talk about OSU. <laughs> well,
1: Columbus does have does that have with Ohio State, but it's not in the arena district, so they they can't help you with that. They, can't they can go be
0: in their that. own district anyway, you know, they that, like they want to be anyway.
1: So, and in terms of the Coyotes, I did read a little bit on this. Is that they're not done yet, and they're going to try their best to stay in Arizona. And the reason is because Phoenix is the big TV radio market there. It's top 10 in America. They want, they've, they've had some success there. They built on it, but they want to keep that going. And from an, you know, NHL perspective, the fear is, is that if you leave now, you may not get that TV radio market back.
0: So you, you, start, have you from scratch. start
1: over from scratch and so you got to keep on going. And, and another thing is it, you know, for years I've heard this about the coyotes. Oh, they got this issue. They got the the issue. They're going to leave. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And, and they just seem resilient. They just keep fighting back and just saying, Nope, we're staying here. We're doing this. We're doing that. So, and honestly, part of my part, I'm really hoping that they stay, stay there and why part of me re why I stand up for the coyotes a lot because well my grandpa you know he's unfortunately dead but when he was living he lived down at Arizona so that made me think of him but also how they you want to the blue jackets a lot of other you know I'm putting this in quotes because I think it's stupid I don't agree with it but quote small market teams the blue jackets and other teams they get you know unnecessarily picked on because of stu, you know stupid comments and be people not being educated in that regard, but the coyotes Mm -hmm. get the worst of it. I mean, it is some of the, some of the stuff you see about it is just awful and just not educated about it at all. It's just dirt coyotes. Why did, why is hockey in Arizona? Move them. do this, do that. So when I see that it makes me think of all the times that people have said rude stuff, about the Blue Jackets and derp, why does Columbus have a hockey team, derp, and all this other stuff. So that's why I'm truly, and then I mentioned the Austin Matthews thing earlier and how he got involved with it. So it's like, I'm really hoping for you, for the best for you Coyotes, because I really hope you stay in there and keep fighting, get a spot besides Mold Arena and stay down there and shut all these idiotic elitist hockey snobs up. Yeah. and Ferret, I mean, it's correct. a really
0: good point, though, about um like, yeah, that doesn't mean like Austin Matthews wouldn't maybe have not grown up to be successful in hockey. But like you're you could feasibly miss out on the next one. I mean, right. Canadian hockey fans, specifically Toronto, should should be just as happy for Arizona hockey and want it to be alive and well, because that's where their their star player is from. Right. They're the the, the face of the Leafs. Is literally from one of the hottest states in the United, uh, hottest temperature-wise states in the United States, and so I, I I do I hope that they stay. There's there's been fans of the of the Coyotes for years. Um, they have programs there. They have youth youth programs like the Blue Jackets do. They have so it affects more than just like like you know twelve guys on a bench or however many it is. It's like 13, 12. I, I don't care whatever um it, it affects more than just a team it affects more than just some like rich dude in office who owns team right um so it it's unfortunate uh i i but it is what it is um can can they keep the ice frozen in the desert <laughs> for long enough uh but anyway we'll move on from that real quick uh we'll talk a little bit more about um Some other stuff uh, regarding uh, the Blue Jackets, but not not necessarily uh, the coaches just yet. We'll get there. Just a quick mention. Um, So there's a couple Blue Jackets players to watch in the IIHF World uh, Championship right now. Uh, One of them being the wonderful Alexander Texier. He played a year for the Swiss uh, League last year Um, instead of with Blue Jackets. uh, We're going to be seeing him back on the team next year. Uh, and then uh what is his name is it is it S- Nazco what's his first name i forget Samuel Samuel all right we got Samuel Na- uh, Nazco playing for i don't know if i mentioned Texier is playing for France uh Nazco's playing for Slovakia um and then we have Ole uh home Djordvic Whatever he's playing for Norway, so he's got some Norwegian name that's hard to pronounce. And then we have Tim Burney. He is a uh, a potential uh, replacement for someone who gets an injury. Um, I think he's good enough to play on the team. I think that they might have been. F- I'm not sure why he's not on the regular team because I mean he played a lot of NHL minutes, and uh, I think he'd be damn well good enough. Um, but it's something to watch. You know, check it out. It's on earlier in the days because it is over in Tampere, right? Finland, and uh, Liga as well. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, so check it out uh, on NHL Network or wherever you find some other hobby hockey. <laughs> uh, then, of course, I got what.
1: Uh, just, what I'll, I'll just throw this, co- this quick one out there is that we now know where the Blue Jackets' second first-round pick falls. There was oh, yeah. Two hypothetical scenarios that could have happened. Well, actually three, and two of them happened. The first one was if the Kings got knocked out in the first round, they would have gotten the 23rd pick. That happened. The Kings get knocked out. The second scenario is the Blue Jackets could have gotten the 22nd pick if one of the the Panthers and the Kraken made it to the conference finals. That happened. The Panthers made it to the conference finals. The third scenario did not happen, but if it did happen, the Blue Jackets would have gotten the 21st pick in the first round if both the Kraken and the Panthers made it to the conference finals. That one didn't happen. So the Blue Jackets get the 22nd pick so in the first round they will be picking with picks number three and 22
0: that'd be pretty dope i'm looking forward to it i'm very curious who's going to be that second first round pick um i mean it's it's unlikely but it is possible i suppose it could be used um with something to trade for a player um you know someone who's maybe already established um you know, to help us for next year. Um, you know, we, we'll see. Well, we're not going to know. You know, what's in Yarmo's head until the day of. We can ponder and think all we want, and then boom, he'll come out, come out of left field with some candidate who is one, uh, usually amazing, but then two, you're not going to know of unless you have your a team of people like scouting for you, right? <laughs> like. Yeah, no, but they do their jobs well.
1: Two perfect examples of that are Yegor Chinenkov and Pierre Luc Dubois. Both times yeah. the Blue Jackets made a pick with their first-round draft pick, and both times people are like, "Who? Well, why did they do that?" Or I don't, you know, they question it. The Dubois turned, uh, and everyone's saying with the Blue Jackets, "Oh, you got to, you got to pick Yessi Pohjary. You got to pick Yessi pick Poliarvi In part because he was from Finland, and Yarmouth from Finland. Kind of stupid, but okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but no, the Blue Jackets picked Pierre-Luc Dubois, and people ripped on the Blue Jackets for it, but it turned out to be right because Dubois was a pretty damn good player for the Blue Jackets. Similar idea with Chinikov is they picked him, and most, most people are like, what? I don't know much about this guy. Never and, heard
0: of him. Yeah.
1: And people are like, oh, my God, Blue Jackets, why did you do that? well then turns out after the draft it comes out that actually that was a you know good pick by the blue jackets because there were multiple reports that other teams were going to try and get him if the blue jackets weren't didn't get him in the first round and you know he's still you know he's still a young career for chinacock but from the moments he's shown so far it looks pretty good so it looks
0: pretty damn good
1: looks pretty good so in both scenarios uh, you know dubois to more Do ball a little bit more because there's a little bit more time he's played with the Blue Jackets compared to Gina But both times people are like, Oh my god, Blue Jackets! Oh, Yarma, why did you do that? And then it turns out actually it's not that bad of an idea,
0: yeah. So hoping we see some more of that here. Uh, you know, then we have the two third round picks this year, uh, as well. And I think uh, we have two fourth round picks, we have Calgary, the Calgary Flames, uh, pick and the kraken yeah so very awesome uh really looking forward to that that is going to be june 28th it's
1: in june
0: it's in june somewhere don't (laughs) quote me on that we'll look it up we'll let you know uh before it happens for sure but um just a couple more things i want to mention real quick before we get uh i do our little ad read here um so uh Talking speaking of uh prospects, we have uh Jordan Dumai for the uh Halifax Mooseheads was was uh named the QMJHL MVP of the year, so congrats to him. And he put up some he is back from injury now for the Mooseheads, he's back playing in the um QMJHL finals. Uh, and currently the Mooseheads are up against Quebec. Is it the Nordiques in that one? Do you know what the name of him is? I don't remember. Anyway, they're playing Quebec. And it's interesting because James Multitesta, another uh, Blue Jackets prospect, is playing against Jordan Dumai in yeah. the uh, finals. And he actually got the OT winner to put Quebec up 2-1 in the series just the other night. So, And he had just like one more point than, than Dumai, I think. So good for him.
1: Malatesta, I saw the you know the highlight of his goal on Twitter, and his is just a perfect example of just shoot the puck because you never know what could happen. Because what happens is he has the puck, and he just crosses over into the offensive zone, and he just quickly just shoots it, gets it on net, and the goalie stops it, but then. The puck kind of bounces right in front of the goalie, and he just quickly, you know, shoots it in on the rebound and scores. So
0: cleaned it up.
1: It's like a perfect example why they say always it's not a, always a good idea to shoot the puck when you have the chance because you don't know what could happen. Stuff like that, you know, put pucks on nets. Good stuff can happen.
0: Yeah, get them rebounds and everything for sure. Um, so congrats to him for that OT winner, but they still have some games to go. So. Uh, you know, uh, if you have the ability to watch the uh, Quebec, uh, um, minor, or what was what it? Ramparts. What? Uh,
1: like the ramparts or something.
0: Oh, no. I was going to say just, uh, if you have the ability to watch, check out the, uh, QMJHL finals here coming up uh they had a game on uh NHL network last night because there was no playoff hockey playoff hockey resumes tomorrow 8 p.m don't forget catch me over at the hockey podcast network um stream for that I'll be posting it on our twitter um but yeah uh let me go ahead and do a little uh little ad break here yeah yeah. excuse me you heard my burp I'm so sorry I didn't good but all right, we'll see you here in just a sec. <laughs> Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Um... I totally forgot to look this up, but let's look it up right this instant. Let's go DraftKings odds, and we're going to look up um, tomorrow's game, which is going to be Canes versus Panthers. And you can just find this right on draft, uh, sportsbook.draftkings.com. And it looks like looks like the puck line... for the Panthers it's going to be a minus 210 and for the Hurricanes it's a plus 180. Um I don't know why this is showing me this on such a small screen. Uh and the money line is going to be a plus 120 for the Panthers and a minus 140 for the Hurricanes. I do believe who has the first home game here. I think it's the Canes, right? Off to check it out later. Not necessarily my team's, but um pretty interesting odds there. Check them out, do your own research. You know, figure out uh what you'd like to bet on. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 okay. in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. Uh, in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in... Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus and most eligible states but ages uh, varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for offered details see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources check out the the disclaimer below uh, anywhere this is posted for more on that and then we have the wonderful Raycon uh, let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entered a entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently, solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you should definitely not sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Uh, Sorry, I lost my place here. So sorry. Anyway, Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. Uh, they have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product uh, protection insurance for just a few dollars. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over five. Uh, I'm sorry. They have over fifty thousand five star reviews. Um, so a couple of my favorite features of Raycons are uh, their tap functions, so I don't have to get up my phone every time I want to like change a song or pause or put the audio up or whatever. Uh, noise isolation is also super nice for um, you know when I'm. Hang with the whole family. and got all the nieces and nephews running around. I'm trying to listen to the uh, the <laughs> the sports game I got on, the baseball game or hockey game, whatever I got. And um, water and sweat resistance so I can wear them while I'm outside working or working out. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score your 15% off. Check out those offers. They help us out by helping out the hockey podcast network, which is our wonderful sponsor. I'm sorry. Our wonderful partner Uh, helps us uh, create a better, uh, better quality podcast for y'all. So with all that out of the way, uh, the next thing I would like to talk about the big news for the blue jackets this week, uh, last week it was the draft lottery. Uh, We already know what's going on with that. So this week it is the uh, um, coaching interviews. So far, as far as I'm aware, there are three confirmed interviews they've already had. And they're going to be interviewing throughout the rest of the week. Um, First one I'd like to mention is one that we mentioned last week on the last episode. And that is Pascal Vincent, the wonderful uh, assistant coach from uh, uh, the Blue Jackets this last year Um, and the year before that as well Um, (laughs) uh, quality choice I'm not surprised they're at least uh, giving him an interview for someone from in-house because I think if someone from in-house deserves it it probably would be him Um, the next one I want to mention is not one I'm super uh, in favor of and that is Mike Babcock so what do you think about – sorry, I skipped over talking about Pascal And We we gave our opinions last week. No, but, no, no, no. what do you think about Mike Babcock, Kevin? So,
1: okay, so I'll, this is the only – I'll throw this out there because I understand why most people are like, no, I don't want that, or they disagree with that and all that stuff. And I am of that mindset too, and I get that. This is the only reason, to me, this makes sense, and other people have said this as well, which is this is why you would want someone like Mike Babcock to be your coach. Number one, he has a history of being a good coach. He's taken his teams to Stanley Cup finals, and he's won Stanley, you know a Stanley Cup. So that does count for something. Eventually, every team is building themselves up to that goal to where uh, you eventually win a Stanley Cup, so from that perspective, that's something that Mike Babcock has, and that's valuable. Another thing is is that if you listen to what Yarmo uh, Kekalainen said in the press conferences after the season ended, and even the Blue Jackets said a little bit about this as well, but it was mostly Yarmo Kekalainen, which is the culture and the standard needs to be higher it needs to be higher and from to the 2016 2017 season until the 2019 and uh, no, until the 2020 2021 season there was a certain standard that you had to play that way and, and that I was anyway, getting there
0: it, yeah thanks to the one and only lovely john tortorella, john tortorella. And it, in part because of John
1: Tortorella and all that positive stuff that they built of that culture is a big reason why they were able to have the success that they did while Torts was there. And Mike Babcock, the two things he has going for him is that he's a winning coach. He's shown he can win in the NHL. He has a history of being a good coach. He's won the Stanley Cup before. And he does have, to a certain degree, he does have a good thing about building a culture and keeping people accountable and raising that standard. How? I, so that's why you would want him. In more recent years, though, he's kind of taken that culture thing just a little bit too far, but he still has some of that culture thing of why you would want to pick someone like that. So I personally wouldn't pick him, but I understand why the Blue Jackets would consider someone like that because he has a history of winning, being a good coach, and a culture, building that up, which is something that Yarmo and the rest of the Blue Jackets feel that they need someone to help make it better to yeah. what they used to have.
0: And I can imagine too, were he to possibly get the job, I think that Yarmo might keep him on kind of a shorter leash. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not wrong though. I mean, I don't like the toxicity I've heard about him in, in the locker room and towards his own players even or um just some stuff I've heard about him, I won't go into a whole lot of it here. Just Google him. You'll you'll find some interesting stories. Um, but honestly, yeah, that worries me with some of the young kids. But you bring up a great point. Results speak for themselves. He might say a whole bunch of things. He might say some asshole things, be a douchebag sometimes. But at the end of the day, he's got Stanley Cups. And this is and a – Jackets don't.
1: Yeah. And this is another thing that I've heard this brought up um my friend Jason Newland, he brought this up, and I think this point makes sense is that in an, one of the in it lasts like to, at least two weeks even probably even more than that. Yarmo has been doing a lot of interviews with the Columbus media about what he wants to do with like a coach, the draft and a whole bunch of other stuff. And one of the things that stuck out to me is that he said that he has coaches coming to him saying, "I want a coach for you. Please pick me." Basically, that's what I'm paraphrasing. That basically he's saying he's got people coming to him saying he's want coaches to come to come to come to the Blue Jackets, and that's never happened before for the Blue Jackets. For that to happen is a positive step in the right direction is a very big step. And my friend Jason Newland thinks that in his opinion that he thinks that Mike Babcock is one of those people that came to the Blue Jackets and said, I want to coach for you. Because years ago, that probably wouldn't have happened. The Blue Jackets would have had to gone to Mike Babcock and he may have said mm-hmm. yes, he may have said no. But yeah. They would have had to start that conversation. But now that you have Mike Babcock coming to you, A guy like that, even with his issues, it's a positive step in the right direction to show that people really like the Blue Jackets and that they want to come coach for them or play there if they have that chance.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that 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 just shows, too, Um, people are less concerned with what – by people. I mean, some players, take John Joe for example – yeah. Um, yes, good Branson helped get him here, but they have played this game for, for quite a while now. They've both yeah. been in the league, um, going you know, on the better like going towards a decade now, right? They've seen things, they've seen how things work. And when you look at what, um, you know, the Jackets have been doing with their prospect pool. And, and how they're playing on the future. Like, yeah, we're not expecting to be Stanley Cup contenders right this second. But you're looking at that young core group. And and you're looking at another group that's similar to those caller Cup winners from a few years ago. And I think that is very enticing to some coaches. That's why I th- I think... And, and we talked about, too, how the pick might might make a difference too because like some coaches are going to want to coach Bedard, you know, they'll, that could add to their resume in the future. Like it would just him padding their stats basically. Um But yeah, it's, if I were a coach and I, and I saw this, these young guys here who have so much potential, that's the thing. They're great players in at, in the leagues they are now, but the potential to be great in the NHL is there. Sometimes, whether or not the player is good enough, the potential might not ever be realized because of a shitty coach or a shitty like system of coaching or something right you know people aren't able to shine like you know like take for for example, you know imagine Kent Johnson trying trying a uh a Michigan goal with torts behind the bench. Dude, he would have been benched for like a minimum of like three games, you know. If he missed it, if he makes it, it's probably fine, right? I, I, I probably would have been like, quit that fancy schmancy shit. <laughs> I, guess the,
1: I have one, one little s- small pushback on that is that he's had skill. They're under tours He had skill guys like Saad, Panarin, Atkinson, and a whole bunch of people. And the one, strand And the one comment that stood out is that when he had Panarin, He knew that Panarin wasn't exactly the greatest defensively, but he said this many times in press conferences, which is he's not, he knows that he's not the greatest defensively, Panarin's not the greatest defensively, but he knew that he was just so good offensively and other aspects of the game that to a certain degree, he just didn't touch him and just let him be, and he just ignored. And the only thing that he asked of him defensively is that at least you try. And I think to a certain, and maybe I could be right, I could be wrong, but I think that if Torts was still here and Kent Johnson was here, I think he probably would have given a similar treatment of what he did with Panera. And, and you know, you start them off a little slow, but then you realize, okay, this guy's got some talent. Just let them be. And all we ask is that you just try defensively. And that's the one thing that he was right about Patrick Line is that I know you're not the greatest defensively, but at least just try. And you have a big body and use that to your advantage.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's another interview that happened this week, another uh, Stanley Cup winner uh, as a coach. Uh, That is Peter Laviolette, and uh, he's previously head coach of the New York Islanders, the Hurricanes, the Predators, the Flyers, and most recently, the Washington Capitals. He was their coach that just got let go this year. I don't personally believe that his coaching was necessarily the entire downfall, or so to speak, downfall, meaning they didn't get in the playoffs this year, of the Capitals. I think that they are an aging system and yep. that they have not necessarily, because they've been reliant on their regular core for so long, that maybe their, their prospect pool might not be quite as deep. Uh, and skilled as as you know a team like uh, like the Blue Jackets who have been kind of shit for a while but they've been really working behind the scenes and, and and building up that core for the future Um so
1: the thing about Lava yet for me is you know okay he has a history of being a good coach he won the Stanley Cup but one of the things that really stands out to me I'll always remember about him is that he took an eight the Flyers, a team that was an eight seed and took them to the Stanley cup final against the Blackhawks when a team that probably wasn't expecting them to do that well. And on top of that, how they got in into the playoffs that year, it was on the last game of the season where they had to beat the Rangers in a shootout to get in. (laughs) But once they got in, he helped them go on a run to the Stanley cup final. And to me, that says something that you are able to take a team that has some talent, but probably isn't as an eight seed, but probably isn't expected to do well and help that team and take them on a run to the Stanley cup final and develop that team to get to that point. So, yeah. And the blue jackets, they are in that kind of development phase. That's one of the things they're looking for. And if you can take an eight seed, and get him to the Stanley cup final that bodes well for the blue jackets. If he was able to be the coach for him and maybe potentially do the same thing. Cause he's shown, yeah. he can, you know, he can do that.
0: And he's been around. He seems flexible too. As in like, yeah. you know, he's he's coached so many different teams that like the culmination of that experience come, might come together into a team, you know, that, that um, needs maybe some like out of system, mindset for a bit out of system meaning out of the blue like the current jackets group now not meaning that past <laughs> club wouldn't be an okay choice or a great choice even just saying that you know um la violette has um in february 2022 he became the 10th head coach in nhl history to record his 700th win results are proven there granted. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the cap, he got let go because the capitals missed the playoffs for the first time since the 2013, 14 season. But look at another team who was, who was very similar in, in many ways, uh, who also missed the playoffs this year. And that is the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, uh, Ovi and Crosby. It's been them head to head ever since like, well, 06 or whatever it was. Right. Um, and, or, Somewhere around there. Don't quote me. Um, and and so so they both didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean they're both similar teams in that they're older, uh, their core is older. They're just getting to that point where where some of those guys are going to have to get traded out, so they can start getting some fresh some fresh faces and there's some fresh legs, some you know some new talent to help them go where they need to go, where they used to be. And, I want
1: this. The things I want to know about those two teams is that you see this every so often where a team goes on a long run of making the playoffs for a bit and sometimes winning a Stanley Cup, and then you miss the playoffs for a season, and then there's two crossroads. It's either you don't make the playoffs for a long time after that, or you miss the playoffs, but then the following season you get right back in and you make the playoffs again. So for me, that's the question I have for both the Penguins and the Capitals is that which one are you going to be? Are you going to be the one that's, you know, you you you're, you make the playoffs for a bit, for a long time, and then you, you're done. You don't make the playoffs for a bit. Or are you going to be the team? Okay. You make the playoffs for a bit, you miss the playoffs, but then you get right back into it. That's what, I want to know because the Islanders are an example of this. They had two straight seasons of making the playoffs, miss the playoffs, and then they got right back in. So yeah. I want to know about the capitals and the penguins are you going to miss the red red again, wings. or are you going to keep, get back in?
0: Yeah. I mean, the red wings uh, uh, did uh, similar to what um, I think they're, man, I'm, I'm going to misquote this so bad. Um, but when they had missed, they went and like that's when they missed the playoffs several times because they were they're gunning for that young core. You know, they were they were really strengthening that core. And they might not, you know, maybe be there still yet, but um, you know, the they made they made headway with that for for a while. And so yeah, I would I would love to see, you know, the Jackets be able to um you know, uh, we've missed the playoffs now for a few years. So it'd be nice to see that that work out for them here soon with that as well. Um,
1: something I'd like to say, I know I've said stuff about Vincent on the last show last week. Yeah. I'll say this is that I've seen more and more stuff pop out, pop out, pop out about him. And it makes sense is that the blue jackets had Jared, Jared Bednar. He was the coach for the monsters that won the, on the oh, yeah. Cup of 2016. And he was probably seen as a guy that probably would have been the next coach after Torrance if he didn't leave to go coach the Avalanche because of what he was able to do. He was a good coach for the Monsters, and he helped build them up to get to the Calder Cup and probably would have been the next Blue Jackets coach, but he went to the Avalanche. And you look at Pascal Vincent's history, he has a history of being a good coach wherever he's at, of just winning and developing talent and developing talent. Like I've said before, he developed a lot of the talent that's currently on the Jets that helped him make the playoffs for, you know, certain years in a row, including run to the conference final back in 2018. And part of that talent that he helped develop was Patrick Line and Jack Jaroslavik. And, of course, both those guys are now on the Blue Jackets, and you like that you have that connection right there. And I've heard people bring up this uh, point that makes sense to me is that part of the reason that he keeps getting the interviews is, is some people think that the blue jackets don't want to have another situation where they have a good looking coach that could be their next guy like Jared Bednar was, and then someone else picks them. So that's yeah. why, we don't want it, why he's given every chance he can to try and earn this job. And I would be okay with him if he was that, you know, that guy.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that is one thing. So so you, you remember Yarmor, uh, he had a, he was quoted saying something about how like, you know, he'd rather be able to do something sooner than later. Uh, I think it's for several reasons. I mean, one is, so yeah, we don't get, um, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, get snatched out from under our nose again. Um, you know, where, where we could have someone like that. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> look where the avalanche ended up then. Right. Um, So it would be really nice to, uh, to, to, to know soon, but also I don't want it to feel rushed Mm -hmm. and also too about developing culture. Yes. It's the off season. They don't have to report till like September, September. Right. But you can start communicating with the team. You can start, you know, communicating with core players, people who've maybe stayed to train like Merce Likens, um, you know, uh, people who are here training the, over the summer, you know, start to create that culture. Meet with, the, you know, Captain Boone Jenner, right? Uh, start to, like, talk to him to understand the team even better, uh, to get him on board with you as a coach and everything like that. Um, be, I'm just, oh, man, I'm I'm not only looking forward to it. I'm, I'm extremely excited about this. I, I Pretty much no matter what happens, even were it to be for whatever reason Babcock gets the job even with that I would still I'm still extremely positive on this future uh of, of this team um you know coming up uh you know next year uh, we're gonna make the finals no no I'm not planning on it you know uh can anything happen in hockey hell yeah I can uh wow. but you know I think it's important um for this next year for fans though too to maybe like like, you know, as soon as Johnny Gaudreau was in there, you know, ticket sales went through the roof. People were like, Oh, hell yeah. We're a playoff team now. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, maybe without all the injuries, it would have gone better that way. But even still, I think, you know, we have to reel it back a bit and realize where we're at in uh in this. um. It's not a rebuild. It's a restart. And, and, and realize where we're at in, in um. you know, we have, i think we we're just now getting that foundation we're getting that foundation of those cores with you know with 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 boone line a, and Goudreau, right um and then you know some wereensky of course i mean he's a huge part of the foundation of of this team and, and missing him this year was 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 rough um and yes. un- unfortunately we're once again running out of time uh this episode so i don't mean to you know, um, excite anybody with possible talk about the, the team for next year, but we will finish that. Um, because Zach Ravinsky is literally the next player on the list. And, um, yeah. and yeah, he's making the team. Right? He's, he's he is there. the team, he's there. He's um, there.
1: He's there. He's there. But something I mean, in, in regards to like how they, if of all these injuries, I've been thinking about this a lot too, based off my own thoughts and what I've seen other people say from different, you know, Blue Jackets writers and just different, you know, Blue Jackets fans on, you know, Twitter and whatnot, which is, and Reddit as well, which is under normal circumstances, if they weren't injured, the worst case scenario, they probably would have been what they were, not this season, but the season before that, where they probably would have picked something like six to like, eight right and then yeah. like and the then, flyers,
0: right? It,
1: yeah six to eight and then at the best case scenario you either would have so the flames have the 16th pick and that's the last pick before not before making the playoffs so they put and the best case scenario it probably would have been something like 16 pick barely missing the playoffs or maybe like 17 to like 19 barely making it in the playoffs so it probably would have been in that range somewhere where you don't make the playoffs, but you have a better draft pick, or you do make the playoffs. You barely get in though. So you have a somewhat lesser draft pick. Yeah. But considering unfortunately what happens to all the injuries and stuff to have it, you know, a top three pick when you need help at center and this draft is very good with centers from top to bottom. It's pretty good considering this, you know, the
0: situation. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to suck, suck, suck hard enough that you get a good draft pick, right? <laughs> you know, uh, kind of joking. I mean, no one wants to see their yeah. team uh, and, like lose, but.
1: And I've always wondered about this as well as that, you know, the 2019, 2020 season, part of that season got shut down because of coronavirus. And when, yeah. where, when it shut down, the blue jackets had 81 points and they had the eighth and final playoff spot. They were fighting with other teams as well for that playoff spot. And Zach Rensky had like 20 goals. He's playing really good that season. Oh, and yeah. part of me always wonders if that season went on as normal, would one, would the Blue Jackets would have made the playoffs. I mean, they did. They beat Toronto and played Tampa Bay. But under normal circumstances, would they would have still had that playoff spot? And how far would have Zach Rensky would have gone? Because – he he had 20 goals, and he was on pace for, like, 25 what to 30 defense, goals. So, like, how what a far he would have gone there? But, you know, we'll never know that. But it's something I always wonder about that in this season of how they would have done if all uh, the injuries yeah. they probably would have done something either slightly better draft pick or barely missed the playoffs or, you know. And
0: when um, you think about it, 20 goals, you know, think about 20 goals and, like, think about – um how many games in a season are won or lost by one goal yep and how those could literally be game changing uh also you know he's much better at defense than um some other players uh, are at times and so you know him having you know influence and control over the defense on the ice at the, at the same two, you know maybe once again those one or two goals that we lose by sometimes subtracting one of those sometimes and adding one himself like the dude's an absolute beast all over the ice and and um as good as gabrikov was he's just not he was not gorensky uh he's yeah. it was just not he's not quite as fast near um even though he has an offensive kind of mindset as we all many people might have seen him when he played for la here um
1: that's, 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 so it's
0: It's making me pine over, over Wrensky hard. Uh, like, cause I'm curious what this. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunately we're never gonna know. It's going to always have to be a what if, but the thing is we're going to know hopefully for the whole next season. And, and and we're going to see that come out. Um, that's I
1: say this. let's just do like five names, we'll knock it off, and then we'll we can all
0: right. So, Wrensky, we just talked about that he's yeah. on a team, so that's one. Next one because yeah. this next couple are going to be kind of easy, I think. Jake Bean, um, he played 14 games for the Jackets this year, one goal, five assists for six points. He had plus minus of minus two, six penalty minutes. So,
1: uh, mm, see, I th- I've said about this about Jake Bean is that the 2021-2022 was an audition for him and he had some good moments where he looked pretty good he scored two game winning goals in overtime and had other good moments as well and this, in terms of but then this up this past season was another really good audition for him to show what he has but um, and because but unfortunately for him he missed, you know, he did play some games, but he really missed out on a good opportunity to yeah. continue to show what he has. And it's no disrespect to him and it's not necessarily fair, but when you consider what the defenseman prospects that the blue jackets have that are coming, whether this upcoming season or years down the road, he may have lost that opportunity to prove what he had because yeah. he was hurt. So that's my thing about him. Is I like what I've seen from him, but it's like, what could have been with him, and it's like, well, you you just don't know. So it's like I'm gonna say fifty fifty with him because I've Whoa. also I've seen I've seen put, p- some people suggest in trade rumors, oh, he could get potentially traded. So you just don't. You just right.
0: Don't. Yeah. I I I mean he could be a like a little add on for something too. Um, I mean, I, I think we're gonna see him mostly at the monsters next year, although his points as a defenseman this year were on pace to be pretty damn good. In four, okay, so Zach Rowensky in 13 games, mind you, this is such a small sample size, it's hard to really tell. Was three and five. So one that was on pace for a big season. I guarantee it. But then Jake Bean in 14 games, one less game than Rolenski, was one in five. So he also had five assists and then even a goal as a defenseman. There are defensemen here uh, and even at that other players who have zero goals with a similar amount of games or even more. Um, So on to the next one. And that is unfortunately someone who will not be joining us next year for certain. And that is Jacob Voracek.
1: No, um, no, I hope
0: he is able to regain health. If he's able to come back and play for Arizona, that would be amazing. I, I hope that he is able to. Right. I also hope that he is uh, going to do what uh, he needs to do for his own health first.
1: Right, um, The concussion stuff, you really got to be careful with that. Yeah. And then I'll just say one last thing about Jake being to kind of consider that he does have potential is that mm-hmm. he – we traded, we got him from Carolina in a trade, and he was one of their top defensive oh, yeah. prospects, and he helped their minor league team, the Charlotte Checkers, win a Calder Cup, and he then played with the Hurricanes for a bit, and he looked pretty good there, and he continued some of that good play with the Blue Jackets, so it's like some of it's there, so you just see if, yeah. if he can continue that. As for Voracek, I hope he play, he's able to play. But, you know, that concussion stuff is kind of scary and not yeah. something to screw with. So you got to be careful with that. And if he's able to play, that's cool. If not, I get that too because you don't want to be that guy that's like 62 or like 80. You're like 82 yeah. and you have these concussion issues. Can function, is CTE. Can't CTE. Really, you can't really do anything. And that's just not a way yeah. to live, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, I unfortunately, you know, my 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 grandpa's last year of life. I saw him, and he just, you know, it was dementia-like symptoms where it just wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Life, just slowly going away because it just not who he was, and unfortunately, it just it just how it went. He was just kind of slowly yeah. going away, not living the greatest life, and you don't want that with the concussion stuff,
0: right? So I hope he does. A lot better, um, you know, health-wise for himself and his family for sure. Um, next on our list, um, let's try to get through these next ones real quick. Um, is Jake Christensen, Twenty-four games played, zero goals, four assists. Uh, he's twenty-three years old, and he is a defenseman. Um,
1: I like what I. He's had some good moments with the Blue Jackets. He's more of an offensive defenseman. He scored scored a goal, and he's done some other good stuff. But he's mostly going to be a mon- under normal circumstances he's with the monsters yeah. because he still needs a little more development and that's where he needs to be so that's probably mostly monsters but if he does need the blue jackets do need help he's probably going to be one of the guys that yeah. they call up and- so mostly monsters.
0: One thing too with all these dudes who just who are more normally monsters players who got all this NHL experience this year, they might be a good little like something to throw into a trade too, as opposed to mm-hmm. giving up like a future draft pick. Maybe you just give up like, a, you know, one of those guys. <laughs> um, so, uh, on the team next year, uh, probably not. Um, well, if needed, right? Yeah, and on so the last one I want to talk about today is justin danforth he's 29 years old plays right wing uh he played six games this year and in those only six games he already he had gotten two goals and one assist that he, he i mean it's hard to tell from such a small sample size sure but like that could have been a, a a breakout season for him see and there's reason well, to believe that he's, he's 29. <laughs>
1: No, but I understand what you're getting at by breakout because there's reason to believe he could have had that because you look at Justin Danforth's career, wherever he's played, whether that be in the Myers, in the ECHL, down in Cincinnati, or over in Russia, in the KHL, he's played pretty good over there as well. He's played pretty good with the Monsters. And when given the chance to play with the Blue Jackets, he's played pretty good. And, you know, the 2021-2022 season, He played played pretty good, and he was a good third-line, fourth-line guy. A lot of energy, a little spark, good defensively. Gave you a little bit of offense, a little here and there. And because of that play, he earned himself a contract, a two-year deal. And he, he was on pace to continue some of that effort that he had this past season. So there's reason to believe that he would have continued to do that. And I think he's probably going to be on the team. And also considering the fact that this past season he was practicing, trying to get back into to play games this season. So a little hustle, a little hearts, that kind of shows you what he's got. So I'm going to put him with the guy that he's probably with the Blue jackets It's based off of what we know about. About. Yeah.
0: I mean, he was going to be fully on the team this year. There was no sending him down, I don't think. Yeah. Um you know he could feasibly, very possibly be used as a trade piece. I think it's unlikely since how no one saw him play this last year. So he you know, he could be could have been great, could have flopped. Who knows? So I think we're gonna see him next year for sure. But um I think that's about the time we have for today. Uh if you'd like to say anything else, Kevin, go ahead and then complete uh, you can do your your sign off then.
1: Yeah, so we've talked about just prospects today playing in their respective uh, playoffs, not just today, but over more recent shows over the past couple weeks. And another one to throw out there is James Fisher. He is a draft pick for the Blue Jackets, a seventh round draft pick from last year's draft, who is playing for the Youngstown Phantoms and his team. Oh, yeah. And he and his team are in the Clark Cup final. So best of luck to you, James Fisher, and the Youngstown Phantom. Look, best of luck to you. Do your best, and we're hoping for you that you bring back the championship back to the great state of (laughs) Ohio.
0: Hell yeah, dope.
1: Also, I didn't know this, but I Cole Cylinder has a tattoo.
0: Oh yeah, what do you get?
1: It's on his arm.
0: Oh yeah, nice. Did you see what it was of? What's it of?
1: It's kind of hard to tell because oh. the it was kind of a kind of a far away picture. But he was um, it, he was it was on his Instagram page, and he was wearing no. It was on his brother's Instagram page, and he was wearing a short sleeve shirt, and you could kind of see some of the tattoo.
0: Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really hard to see what it is. But uh, huh? Maybe we'll see here later. Interesting.
1: I, yeah I did not know that that he had a tattoo, but yeah he has he has a tattoo Columbia's
0: so grown up
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so sorry sorry,er, you are very young to me yet. I, I hope mean, you're I mean if you ever happened to listen, I'd be shit my pants, but I doubt I doubt he'd ever he knows yeah,
1: yeah I mean, let's be fair here, hefty duck. We're both in our thirties here, so you
0: know. <laughs> yeah.
1: He, he's he's younger to both us, so you
0: know.
1: <laughs> anyway. So the, in regards to anything about the Blue Jackets, that's all I have to say. So we'll sign out. We'll get out of here, and then you know we'll see you all next time for an episode of brew Jackets, which is like the greatest Blue Jackets episode
0: next, forty next next week.
1: Yes, oh my episode God. So forty have, already. Yeah. That's but uh, Brew Jackets, the greatest Blue Jackets scene podcast of all time. Yeah! Woo! Uh, check out Brew Jackets. Do the thing. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your family. Tell your friends. And watch us on YouTube. And, you know, be Twitter, Twitch, whatnot. Subscribe. And, you know, the podcast. Apple Spotify and so much more. Uh, check it out. Uh, Hefty Duck, who is the greatest duck of all time. <laughs> No Good either. guy. Check out his art. It's really goddamn cool. Go check it out. Check it out. Good guy. Hefty Duck. Greatest duck of all time. Check out his <laughs> art. Good stuff. He's done stuff for the Blue Jackets and so much more. Me, uh, uh, I'll just, you know, Uni Blue Soldiers. It's a fun Blue Jackets themed group that I have, you know, right here. And, you know, the scarf's in the background, as you can see. Uh, go check that out on, follow us on all social media platforms. And um, thank you for supporting our beer, Union Soldier. It's not coming back till October, but thank you for everyone for trying it, Made by Endeavor Brewing. But when it does come back in, in October, try Union Soldier, our fun Blue Jackets themed beer made by Endeavor Brewing. And go check out Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. Check us out.
0: Check him out. He's says some really cool things. Also, like he shares the the Kepi list. Uh, every time the Jackets winning gets a new Kepi. Unfortunately, right. the, the list was kind of short this year, but uh, it it'll get better. It'll get better. Uh, but yeah, like Kevin said, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe um, on this v- on this video. Whether you're at Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, um, we're currently not doing Twitch. We'll get back on there at some point, but it's just whatever. Now nah, it's a pain in the yeah. ass. Um, but Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Hefty Duck. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Hefty Duck as well. Um, You can see some of my art there. And this has been a Brew Jackets uh, live broadcast podcast. My name is Lance. This is Kevin. And have yourself a wonderful night. We'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Be there, be square. Actually, psych. Hopefully, I'll see you tomorrow on the Hockey Podcast Network Uh, live stream watch along for uh, game one of the series between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. So uh, join me uh, for that tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And now have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. We'll see you.